My name is John Cullen, and I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and curling. It's the story of Broomgate, how a single broom, yes, a broom, turned friends into foes and almost killed the 500-year-old sport of curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate, available now. This is a CBC Podcast. Hi, I'm Tom Power. Welcome to Q. Vanessa Morgan is an actor from Ottawa who's had a pretty good run in show business. You might know Vanessa from playing Tony Topaz, one of the lead roles on Riverdale, which was the Archie-inspired TV show which attracted very intense fandom. We talk a little bit about that. Before that, she was a regular on a bunch of big shows for kids and teens, uh, My Babysitter's a Vampire, The Latest Buzz. There's no teenage shenanigans in her latest series, though. In Wild Cards, Vanessa plays a fast-talking grifter named Max Mitchell. There's disguises and accents and killer lines. But early on in the series, Max gets busted, and to stay out of prison, she's ordered to use her unique grifting skills to help solve crimes. And her new partner is this straight-laced cop whose own career has hit the skids. And, you know, the deal? Opposites, but they make it work. Damn, that was amazing. We're like Bones and that dude from Buffy. Castle and that hot girl. A star is born, except you're Lady Gaga and I'm Riley Cooper. Mm-hmm. So what next? I guess we start running down this list of names. What are you doing? These aren't real buyers. I could tell he was lying. Uh, great. So we're back at square one then? Wild Cards is on CBC Jam and on The CW in the U.S. I'm so happy to say that Ottawa's own Vanessa Morgan joined me in studio to talk about the show, but also to talk about like how she received death threats when she was on Riverdale for something her fictional character did, and how she got her first big break at singing competitions when she was just six years old. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast Q with Tom Power, wherever you get your podcasts, Q at cbc.ca is the best way to get in touch with me. Here's my conversation with Vanessa Morgan. The, the characters that um, I would associate with up to this point in your career are younger characters. Younger characters, yeah. So I'm playing my age now, which is really nice. You know, I, I've made jokes before, but like I played it like a uh, high schooler for like 14 years, you know? Right. And you're 76, right? Uh, 74. Oh, 74. Okay. <laughs> that, was my, that, was my, that was my second guess. Uh, yeah. No, a little bit older than high school. But um, no, I've been uh, playing high school for a very long time. So how, how is that? Like how is, how is playing, let's say a grown up here? Um, you know, it's bittersweet because I obviously love it because it's my age. But I feel like um, playing high school is like just kept me young. You know what I mean? I feel like it's like the fountain of youth. What do you mean? Because kept me young. Because every day I feel like I'm in high school. Like it's like it's almost like it's manifesting it, right? I feel like everybody tells me I look young, but it's like I think you know, waking up and being in a high school student, almost like you know, I do kind of miss that. You know, where I still feel like I can. Don't you ever miss high school sometimes? I'm just thinking about this now. I think that when if I was to play, because I'm a CBC radio host and uh-huh. I'm, I'm in my 30s, but when you're a CBC radio host, you play old every day. You play like 80. Yeah. You play like 85 years old every single day. Yeah, so you, my job keeps me old. Yeah, it keeps you old. But yeah. the um, I, I would imagine that going into like playing a high schooler every single day, as in in the various jobs that you have, would keep you in that mindset. Would keep you feeling sort of fresh and 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 naive and and, yeah. and and happy and all that. Yeah, right? and you never feel like you miss. Like I just, I honestly just feel like I graduated high school this year. 
because right. I did on Riverdale. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, it's kind of one of those like fun things. But yeah, it's at this point in my career, it was time. I have a son now too. It's time that I play these more mature roles. <laughs> and, and 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 how was it? How, how was it? For you? I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. And I think this is the best character I've ever played. Really? Why? Um, you know, first of all, just the lines. I feel like some of the lines she says is very much what I would say in real life. How about let's grab a drink at a city dive bar you're a regular at, talk about the case, get into a bar fight. No, I'm taking you home. We'll start first thing tomorrow morning, okay? Oh, and you are not to go anywhere. You want some food? You order in. You want some fresh air? You open a window. Got it? Got it. Locked it. Threw away the key. So she's uh, very similar to my personality. And also, yeah, just the depth. I haven't played a character with this much depth and getting to, like, do accents or, yeah, just just number one on a call sheet. Different kind of pressure I hear when you're number one on a call sheet. Oh, yeah. It's every scene, every single day. So there's <laughs> a lot of pressure. No sleep. Are there things you have to do to make sure you, you can do that and to make sure you're like, I know friends of mine who have taken on that, let's just say, I, I, let me back that up. Yeah. I have friends of mine who have gone from being supporting actors in series, who've gone to going being number one. They said they had to look after themselves in a different way. They had to sl- get more sleep. They had to do a bunch of different things. Yeah, you uh, you just don't have a social life, I would say. Oh, yeah? But for those three months, but you just have to, like, during your breaks, you have to just prep the next day. Um, when you get home, obviously, I have a son, so I had to prioritize spending time with him. But then when I'm not with him, just literally learning the lines. So, um, yeah, it's literally just, you know, those three months is a write-off. You just have to focus just on work. So l- l- let's talk about some of the some of the early days here. So you grew up in Nepean, right? Yes. Just outside of Ottawa. Uh, between there, uh, I also grew up in Palm Springs, California. Right. How much time in uh, Ottawa were you the year? Um, a high school. High school. And we, is- I was born in Ottawa, though, and then my mom got a teacher's job, and I went to Palm Springs. And then we came back, I guess, before high school, uh, middle school. Middle school, I came back. That's a bit of a culture shock going from cold Ottawa to Palm Springs at, <laughs> yeah. at that age. How was that for you? That was great because that's actually how I started my acting career. Okay. Um, and I feel like it's because of I was in Palm Springs. I was singing and I was singing at the Palm Springs Date Festival and an agent saw me singing and then she signed me and uh, she was like, you should get into acting. And I kind of started acting in California. And then I brought that back with me when I uh, came to Canada. Five, five, six years old. Yeah. And what were you singing? Um, I really liked "My Heart Will Go On," Celine Dion. I will always love you, Whitney Houston. Hold on, this this is not this is not "You Are My Sunshine." Oh Th- no! These yeah. are the hardest songs I can imagine singing. And I... Big yeah. belty, big belty songs. I would say when I was young, yeah, I was very talented when I was younger. Um, for like singing in that regards i was singing at a very very like hard songs at a very young age now i'm like i mean i i sing now but like i think my five-year-old self could out sing you know i'm tom power you're listening to q coming up more of my conversation with the actor vanessa morgan are vegans actually unhealthy does cannabis ruin your sleep and why are so many men taking testosterone supplements i'm mitch and i'm greg and we're the creators of the popular youtube channel asap science every week on our podcast side note by asap science we explain the science behind a controversial subject with recent research up-to-date studies and ridiculous stories so you are entertained while bam simultaneously learning we're here to make science make sense download side note by asap science wherever you get your podcasts 
You were young uh, when you started getting jobs, right, on sets. Yeah, I started with commercials at six, and then my first movie was in Montreal. Um, that was at nine. Wow. And then, yeah, my first series regular role was in Toronto, was the latest buzz at 13. I, I got to know you first through um, Riverdale, mm-hmm. which was this massive show. Um, I mean, originally sort of based on the Archie comics, and we were just kind of talking about this in the studio, like the the turns it took from the Archie comics was, was pretty wild. Yeah. Take me back to when you first got the call to join that. Well, originally I was asked to audition for season one, and I did, and I came really close. as between me and Ashley, the girl who got the part of Josie. So after that, I was I was so sad when I didn't get it, but I had met Madeleine, who plays Cheryl, at that audition, and we became friends. And basically, the showrunner, Roberto, called me after, and he's like, look, I loved you. Um, you know, you know how it is. You know, there's a, a lot of uh, um, people making decisions, but we know we want to have you um, at some point on Riverdale, like whether or not it's this season, next season, we're going to have you on. So there was, uh, he followed through with his word, and in season two, there was an audition for Tony. And it's crazy, everything works out, because Tony, I feel like, is so much more me, and I'm so grateful. How do you mean? Well, even though Josie's the singer, I just mean, you know, which would have been cool, uh, personality-wise, I just, I really liked her. I liked how she was like this badass female character. Obviously, I'm not a gang member, but um, (laughs) just like, personality trait is more similar to a character I'd want to play, and just me in general. I'm Tony Topaz. I was supposed to give you the full animatronic tour of Southside High, but some of the robots went insane and started killing the guests, so we'll just swing it. How was the, um, it was weird to say was, like, you know, Riverdale was one of the biggest shows of all time. And I kind of noticed your head sort of nod as I said that. How how is the experience of, of that show coming to an end? You know, it was really sad. I think we were at a point where we were all ready for it to end. Like, we were like, yep, we're all good to move on because it was seven years. But with that said, it was still the last week. You know, even the last month, we're all, like, hanging out. We were getting really nostalgic. And it was, yeah, we're we're all just, like, doing things every weekend that last month. And then the last two days were hard. The last day was just waking up crying, crying every single scene. And then the last scene we filmed we were all together. And I wrote something to commemorate our time together. Oh, are you going to make us get the weeps, Archie? <laughs> this is an ode to my best friends and every good thing that must come to an end. And they did it where KJ is kind of talking and doing a speech. And we all he say, played Archie, right? Yeah, Archie. Yeah. And we're all watching. We all have to say one little thing. Okay. And that's the last scene. And. When it was turn, when it was the co- our last coverage, knowing this is our last moment as this character ever, um, it was just each of us bawled our eyes out, mm. knowing, okay, this is your last, okay, Vanessa, last shot is Tony, and then like each time, oh my gosh, we were just we could, each person couldn't get through; it. they had to do several takes, and um, we just had to watch each other one by one, and it was just yeah. Right, because you were saying it was what an interesting opportunity to have, where yeah. each of you into the camera got an opportunity to kind of in 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 some ways say goodbye to one yeah, another. Yeah, and after all, all together. Yeah, that show, um, I I know has a very intense fandom around mm-hmm. it. Like even even for not watching the show, and those who didn't watch the show, I think had this idea that it had the people who were into it. Yeah. We're really, really into it, right? Yeah. 
did, did it ever get a bit intense for you? Um, I wouldn't say you too. Oh, actually, yeah, there was a time it got intense. Like when I first came on my first season and my character had to kiss Jughead, um, whose character is very much involved with Betty. Yeah. Um, people really didn't like that and got a lot of death threats. <laughs> so that was intense. Hold on, so that hold, was like you got you got you got death threats death for playing threats. a fictional character. Yeah, death threats because people were like really didn't want me to intervene in their relationship because like they, they were shipped so hard. You know, we're talking millions of fans, and then I just come in as this disturber, and then obviously. The next episode, it comes out that my character's bisexual and that, you know, you kind of see me and Cheryl developing something. And then that's when the fan base for me really started to develop where they're like, okay, she's not interfering with Bughead. <laughs> that that seems pretty... <laughs> yeah, right, Bughead, Betty and, and yeah, Jughead. Yeah. Um, you seem pretty chill about it for someone getting death threats for a, a, a job you had. Oh, yeah. It's been seven years since then. <laughs> what was it? Can I ask you what was... what? Um, you might not want to go back there, but like, uh-huh. what was it like in the moment? I was really stressed because I've never really played a character that no like that people didn't like before. I've yeah. always been like either neutral or like people really love the character. So getting that, I was a little stressed. I was like, is this gonna like last? Like this is one of the biggest shows right now, and like I'm getting a lot of hate. And then my family really told me, you know, no, this is a good thing. It means that you're really playing the part believable and good because you know people are really invested in um, what you're doing. So I just kind of dropped it, and then it, it really did pass down. And I had. Um, I had castmates post on social media kind of defending me, like being like, hey, guys, this isn't okay, and um, which was really sweet. And it really did calm down. But, yeah, it was that first couple of weeks. <laughs> Does it change your relationship with sort of with fandom after something like that? No, like because I just don't let the trolls <laughs> yeah. affect me. And it really did. It, it made a major turn after, um, after yeah. Shoney. Cheryl and Tony. <laughs> I have all the, the ship lingo. Um, but after that... Me it, too, but really... it's actual ships. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's starboard. Yeah. Starboard? Like, you know, like no, that's like a, oh, like a boat. Yeah, 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 right. Of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Yeah. Not, <laughs> Good one. It wasn't great. The reason I asked this is because I'm... I, I mean, you have like 9 million Instagram followers. And... But after everything you told me, when you have all these people kind of coming at you, but also just the intense love and intense uh, uh, attention, yeah. what's your relationship like with social media? Um, you know, it's bittersweet. Like, I love social media. I love that I can um, show my art on social media. Um, I love how I can communicate with people. But, you know, there are trolls. And sometimes you read a comment and it can affect you for a couple hours. So yeah. I don't love that aspect. So I try not to read stuff. I, don't, I try not to read anything now and um, use it to, like, promote my work and then also um, just, yeah, communicate with some fans and look at some of my friends' stuff. But social media is one of those bittersweet things, you know. It seems like you got a pretty pretty healthy relationship with it. Yeah, I would say now I do. And also having a, a kid, too, now you don't have as right, much time. Right, right. much time. And also it just puts things in perspective. It really does. Things, things like there, there are things way more important. Way more important, Yeah. How, can I ask how old your kid is now? He's going to be three this month. So two years. In, in, he's three. Uh-huh. And in when he's five, it'll be the same age that you were when you were singing at that. Yeah, which is crazy to think. And he loves singing. He's singing all the time. So I bet he will be at five years old. <laughs> when you look back at that young, you know, young person from Nepean, you know, going down to California, um, and now you know you're on this big show, and you're number one on the call sheet, mm-hmm. and getting to play this very grown up, grown up character, and, and give up the fountain of youth a little bit. What <laughs> what do you think that young 
version of yourself would think about you now? I think the young version of myself would be very proud. Um, I think, you know, now going to be number one on a call sheet, it's just one of those things I was talking to my brother about yesterday. It's like people don't realize sometimes they just see you get there and be like, oh, how lucky. Yeah. But you don't see is all the grinding, all the work since I was six years old, all the auditions, all the no's, the hours that you put in to get here of not stopping. You know what I mean? So I, my younger self would be very proud that I never stopped. And, you know, um, now I get to, like, uh, enjoy that, you know, all that work. <laughs> um, well, congratulations on the show, and, and thanks a lot for making the time for us today. Thank you very much. Good luck Thank with you. Good luck with the talking about it. Good luck with the talking about it. <laughs> That's the name of my spinoff show. My guest was Ottawa's own Vanessa Morgan. Vanessa stars in the new show Wild Cards, which is on CBC Gem, uh, and it's on The CW in the United States. Uh, that's it for this episode of Q. The other episode we have up today is my conversation, pretty cool, with R.L. Stein. R.L. Stein, who when I was growing up, I don't know about you, when I was growing up, I think I had like at least 10 Goosebumps books. Um, hard not to stay up in the nighttime reading those books and being I was looking back on them to get ready for this interview they were really scary for like an 8 or 9 year old I think I thought they were a little more childish R.L. Stein, hilarious dude sort of accidentally became the best selling children's author that he is um, and so unsentimental about writing and authorship in a really, an artistry in a really refreshing way if you are a I remember I heard this quote that Jerry Seinfeld one time uh, Jerry Seinfeld said, said one time in another interview not my interview but another interview he said something like um, it's, uh, he, he's, it's becoming clearer to him that success in the arts is a, is a game of tonnage just like putting in the hours and Arl Stein makes a solid case for that go check that out we'll see you soon later on For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.